0: It's been a long time since you've lived in an apartment, right, Sam? It has, yeah. It's
1: been decade or so. Yeah. A couple decades. I I don't... I lived with you in, in that one apartment for, like, a bit. And, like, I, I didn't remember this being a thing, but, like, because of the way... Like, I'm at, like... Uh, our apartment build, building is, like, kind of like a ring, and in the center there's, like, a... Like a... Almost like a little... Just, yes, a, well, a tiny
0: donut of nature inside, like, the, <laughs> inside, like, the formless brick that
1: is your apartment. Yeah, that's like a cylinder, and on, on the inside there's, like, places for windows to open up, and you see the outside and stuff, and, uh, it's just, I, the windows can get pretty close together, like, I feel like the walls are pretty soundproof, but if you're next to the window, like I am, you definitely hear, like, other people's, like, alarms going off, and, like, you know, there are moments where, where I almost feel like I need to lean out and yell, like, you're late for work, wake up! <laughs>
0: Like, how many how many times do you think a neighbor has to snooze uh, before you're morally justified with banging on their door to get them to work? I mean,
1: morally justified is one question, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, it also makes me worried because if I can hear what they're listening to, then are the people, like, hearing, like, the weird internet videos I'm watching? Like, do- are other people- are we getting more listeners on the podcast through like the window and sound linking than actually on the internet? <laughs> uh, we should start adding those manually
0: to our numbers. Yeah, <laughs> the twenty Sup- people who are adjacent to
1: your window in your apartment complex. Let me, let me just lean over. <laughs> Subscribe to Brokusatsu at Pogbean.com! dot I'll probably get us as much bitty listeners as the system mastery ad. <laughs>
0: I could apologize for losing my chill a little bit during TI yesterday.
1: Yeah. Okay. Th- like, did I lose my chill? I was. Having I don't th- feel like. I don't feel like you did. Like, you you kind of withdrew because you're out of the game. But like, that wasn't. Uh, that's almost like TI's fault, not yours. Yeah. 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 Like you were like, oh, I can't win this, and you were right, and, like, but because of the nature of TI, you were obligated to uh, continue to play. Yeah. Just sit there for like five more hours.
0: <laughs> uh yeah as everything broke against me yeah like i got to four points on turn one and then i stayed at four points
1: for like the next four turns but, by the way this is welcome to like we, we're kind of doing the intro now so we should just do one of these stealth intros like welcome to Brokasatsu two brothers exploration of tokusatsu shows related media i'm harry and i'm sam and yeah uh sorry to like
0: our mini gaming group the other uh day for you know i'm, I'm Losing my chill is probably not, right? But, you know, being a little sullen. I guess, in my defense, I had gotten, like, two hours of sleep the night before. (laughs) So, I was not in a great headspace just going into that. Like, I wouldn't say that, you know, when I woke up that morning I knew I was in trouble because I never exactly went to sleep the night before. Fucking insomnia, Harry.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Especially because T.I. is like, if you're in that position, it's really hard to fight the... The feeling that you could just fall asleep. Yeah. And like, and have a similar amount of effect on the game state as a whole.
0: I know, I know, I know. Like, I had a lot
1: of fun <clears throat> with the game yesterday, but goddamn, I, God damn I, I it. could I could tell you weren't, like, angry when I invaded you, and you're like, yeah, that's fine. Like, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't swear grudge against me or anything. You didn't, you didn't, like, pull up my heart's heartstrings, like, claim that I betrayed you. No, you're like, oh, no, that's a reasonable move. That's how I knew that you were sad.
0: Hmm. I mean, the game had gone so badly for me, like, you know, up to that point, you know, red and yellow had both like directed their ire at me the entire game. Like every agenda, every edition, like I was cut off from moving through wormholes. I lost half my fleet because of a public vote. Like it's everything went bad.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, Speaking of everything going bad, one place where everything did go bad are these couple of episodes because I really liked them.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. These are, uh, these are a step up from the last week. Um, both episodes, like, I know last week you kind of said that uh, 25 you thought was a bit forgettable, and I can see why you said that, but at this, I actually
1: really liked it. No, or, 25, uh, 25 is pretty good. It's just, like, kind of a standard episode.
0: Yeah, but a very solid standard episode, and then, yes, 26 is great and fun and adorable. Uh, but I guess let's get into episode... Yeah,
1: yeah, before we talk about 26, let's talk about 25. Because that's the way numbers work. Bah! Fuck
0: numbers. Uh, but anyway, so we start episode 25 with a rooftop team building exercise where uh, Gold Ranger is kind of leading over a candle just telling horror stories. And I guess, a, you know, an a American show, this would be a fireplace or so like a, a larger fire. And, you know, this is a Japanese show, however, so I guess a single candle is ominous enough for
1: them. <laughs> Yeah, they're on that Toku rooftop, and also it, it's kind of the time of year for ghost stories because I checked this is during the Obon festival in Japan, which is, uh, like the 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 belief is that uh this it's the time when ancestors return to the afterlife to kind of commune with the uh, people, so it's like kind of a spooky time of year. Yeah, yeah that's like a uh, cultural stuff that just went straight over my head. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's their Halloween, I think, although. I, I think they might also celebrate Halloween just because it's a fun one to celebrate, but probably I know, I know.
0: Like, everyone should celebrate Halloween. It's just, it's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. like There's Japan... candy and costumes. Yeah, Japan has adopted uh, Valentine's Day a holiday that barely means anything over here because, hey, chocolate, you know? They even yeah. have a double. They have, like, Valentine's Day 2, where you're supposed to give chocolate back to the person you gave it to. It's a whole thing.
0: Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, only it... one person gives chocolate out of You're, aren't you already supposed to, like, kind of, it's kind of supposed to already be a two-way thing,
1: isn't it? I don't know, and, and, like, this is an impression, A, I get from anime, so, like, obviously this is probably wrong, but (laughs) it seems like Valentine's Day is a day where, like, you, everybody gives, you know, chocolate to, like, their friends in their circle, and, like, there's kind of a thing where, like, if we just give basic store-bought chocolate, it's like, yeah, this is obligation chocolate, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm giving you thing because it's a thing but if you work really hard and make the nice chocolate it's like kind of a way to say like hey i kind of like you Mm. and then sometime later like i think like maybe like a couple weeks in that thing uh there's white day which is when you kind of return the feeling if you like it
0: that is fascinating like it has an inbuilt period for you to self-reflect and see if you actually like the other party
1: yeah yeah it's yeah. yeah, it's like, uh... Also, it's like kind of
0: horrible, because if you, like, put yourself out there, there's an inbuilt waiting
1: period before you hear back. Like, it'd be like if if Thanksgiving is, like, a couple months later, and, like, it's all reflected how that stuff actually did go well. <laughs> I'm not thankful for that anymore. Anyway, we have strayed far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, Gold is doing, uh, horror stories, so, like, uh, uh, the girl assistant in yellow, uh, and the buddy roids are all around the fire and like, you know, ah, screaming. Um, uh, the male assistant and red are uh, leading against the banister drinking beers or were those sodas?
1: Uh, or it's... should we not ask? Is that something I mean, we just don't ask? I think they're plausibly deniable one way or the other.
0: They're probably both of age. I mean, they're, they're adults. So who uh, gives well, a fuck? Harumu
1: is... He's like 18, isn't he? Yeah, he's 18.
0: Yeah. Which should be the drinking age in the US. It's just 21 because of, you know, Puritanism and all that.
1: You know, it's... uh, Legal age is 20. Well, it was
0: probably soda then, but you know what?
1: But uh, Marshida... It is what it is. Marshida might be... uh, He might be 20. He's a child soldier. He deserves to have a beer. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Uh, anyway, Blue is downstairs, uh, just being a little bit of a spoil sports, not engaging in the uh, activities upstairs. The commander approaches him uh, to kind of start fishing for some intel about Gold, because they both know that Gold is dodging questions about hyperspace.
1: Yeah, the way the ghost stories happened is that Blue was asking, like, "Hey, is there something weird going on with you and your body?" And the commander is interested in Gold's body, so he he wants info.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's very attentive to Gold's body.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Uh so uh post credits, we get uh Escape and Enter, uh under under the Toku Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, enter is
0: kind of like being snide uh at Escape. Uh but you know, she just kinda of brushes it off and she picks up a candle and makes a candle broid.
1: Yeah. Like
0: this I really this... liked the look of this mech. Yep.
1: Yeah. She's good at making mineroids. And mm-hmm. uh she says this isn't really fulfilling a purpose. I'm just gonna fuck with some humans for Papa's sake. And also, i I really want to find somebody who I can have a fun time with, you know. Uh nobody's been very good and I'm I'm horny for murder.
0: Yeah, I guess uh just before we move on, so the candle ride this uh week, it's it looks like a, a giant candle, giant lumiere. Uh on the one hand it has like a, a Bunsen murder that also is like a kind com- combo flamethrower. A flamethrower gun. Uh, it has a spear. Its body is just a column of blue glowing eyes and a big flamethrower. It, it's really, really nice design.
1: Uh, So uh, the Go-Busters, they get the energy reading, they head out, and they find a bunch of people groaning in, in pain on the ground.
0: Yes, there was like a, a high school running team or something that went by,
1: and now they're all on the ground screaming. Bad side. Yeah, and uh, the meta there, and he really wants to explain Because, hey, I got this flame thing on the top of my head. Everybody look at it. And they kind of do, not realizing that this is a hypnotism machine. Yeah,
0: so they instantly are hypnotized by the monster of the week. Uh, Red goes into a vision where he sees this giant chicken menacing him. Uh, Blue is beset by zombies, and yellow is beset by the girl from Ringu.
1: Yeah, like kind of the ghost story Jin was telling earlier. It left a strong impression.
0: Uh, So... Uh, All the heroes are down. Escape shows up, and
1: she's pissed. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, Enter would already be slitting throats, but Escape just wants to fight. So she's like, hey, this is boring. I'm gonna leave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the candle's a little embarrassed that he, you know, somehow failed. And so he walks over to the rangers, and he's about to start slitting throats. Like, you know, props to
1: him. He's about to kill the disabled rangers. Yeah, but Golden Slaver... they jump in with, uh, some shots, and, like, just as the candle is doing his hypnotism thing on Jin, Jay steps in front and says, Yes, I have beheld your candle.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Silver unintentionally blocks the hypnotism, uh,
1: beam from getting to gold. It's delightful. Yeah. And, the uh... The bot blurp, uh he bursts out that, uh, oh, it doesn't work on robots, and Jin is like, oh, okay, this time you actually do stand in front of me.
0: Yeah, so for the rest of the episode, uh, everyone just uses silver as, like, a blocker, just, like, holding him in front as they approach. Yes, he, he's like a candle to the flame, he just keeps running forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, you know, they uh, this is, like, the first encounter, so a couple shots of the buddy roid, uh, um, and the robot runs away. So everyone wakes
1: up from their nightmares. Oh, uh, but they're not just nightmares, because it, back at base, Ryuji shows that he got bit on the arm in the dream with a zombie, and there's a bite mark there.
0: Yeah, so it's a, a brain-body uh, link here. Like, he is, uh, everyone who is in a hypnotic state is vulnerable to, you know, to death. Like, if you die in the dream, you die in real life.
1: Uh, and speaking of brain-body connection, Ryuji has kind of a realization and pulls Jin back up to the rooftop for a confrontation.
0: Yeah, so he says, like, yeah, when we were in uh, that dreamscape, uh, my body was vulnerable to what happened to it. That's kind of like an avatar state, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it kind of is. Good, good idea, Ryuji. But Ryuji keeps going like, hey, you know, and also, uh, Yoko, her image was stronger because it's something she just thought of, and kind of starts to be thinking, is there a chance that the reason he still like, look, look like he did 13 years ago is because... That's the most recent image you have of your actual human body. Did something really fucked up happen to you, Jin?
0: Yeah, and he completely dodges this question. He does. He does say that you know time is not paused in hyperspace. Like, get that out of your head.
1: Yeah. L- listen. All you need to worry about is getting strong enough to survive in hyperspace. Yep. Yeah, so,
0: I'm I'm concerned for Gold, Harry. I'm very concerned for Gold. Nah, he's fine um but yeah so uh candle like he's uh he's meditating on a rooftop wondering what to do next and uh then he sees a giant tv screen and he's like oh yeah yeah i'll just go to a tv station and hypnotize everyone in town
1: yeah uh so the go busters they have to go and stop him because that is oh by the way
0: uh red is still red is still down like red is still
1: completely frozen because of the giant chicken So they they go to confront the candle bot, and everybody's hiding behind silver, but then Escape shows up and kind of drives them apart, like, come on, somebody give me a challenge. Yep. 1v1 me, bro! And before Gold can volunteer, Blue does, because he is going to try to pump her for some answers. Yep. So,
0: uh, Blue and Escape go into a side room, like a side warehouse of fighting, and they have a really good I dug the choreography
1: in this episode. Oh yeah, like they, they, uh, they, they go all out on this one, because uh, Blue he doesn't really care about giving Escape the good fight she wants. He, he, you know, fights her and a couple points gets her like dead to rights, but then just holds his blade to her throat and says like, "Hey, who, who are you? Like, who is your avatar based on what's going on in hyperspace?" Mm-hmm.
0: There is one point in the fight where. Uh, Escape-like knocks him to the ground and jumps on top of a table, and then Blue rolls under the table, charges up some finishing shots, and just fires him straight through, just like, blowing everything up in the room. And that-
1: that was a badass move. Uh, but it's still not enough to impress Escape, and she starts just walking away. And, uh, Ryuji, frustrated, just throws one punch in the air at her, but because he's super strong, it, like, ruffles her hair from a distance.
0: And then he pulls over, like, a high-intensity halogen light and just puts it on his head for a little while, intentionally overcooking himself
1: so that he loses
0: complete control and uh, fights Escape just with no holes barred.
1: Yeah, he realizes he's not going to get answers, so fuck it, he's just going to fight. And as Escape has proven, she is not like Enter, who specifically tried to make Blue overheat so he could kill him. Escape will stop fighting once he runs out. Yeah. So, but she is going to fight him, though. Oh, and they they do fight, like, before it was intense, but now, like, uh, they're bouncing off the walls. Escape is, like, jumping up to the beams on top and shooting down, and Blue is, like, throwing around scenery to climb up to her.
0: Oh, yeah, like, many, many cardboard boxes were destroyed at the making of this episode.
1: Meanwhile, uh, the Megazord has showed up, and Red has re- recovered just in time to start fighting it. It's an alpha, so it summons a couple of the mook bots.
0: Yes. Uh, red is having a bit of trouble with like the main uh uh, with the main bot but he is able to take out the little ones uh that said the main bot has set the local energon tank on fire to melt it down so that it would be easier to collect dot 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 or just explode and like destroy half the city like you know we're still a little unclear on exactly what energon is and if it's flammable or explodable or not it it's weird it is whatever it needs to be (laughs)
1: Yeah, but, uh, he fights it, and then Gold steps in, like, hey, I'm gonna do the finishing thing, my toys need to sell a bit more.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, uh, uh, that's after, like, you know, back, uh, they do finish off the candle, uh, pretty quickly, uh, on the ground. And it's, it's not as intense a fight, but there is some, still some good choreography bit, including, like, Blue and Gold's doing a team, uh, a double finisher to knock the flame uh, out from the candle's head and like weaken him so that he
1: can be finished. <laughs> and blue like just tearing the the warehouse apart with escape. He like breaks the decoration on one of her guns, and escape is super impressed by this, saying, "You're you're good after all. That's great. Yeah.
0: Let's do this again." And then she leaves, and blue passes out. I think I think describing the episodes this uh. I mean, yeah, the episode's basically done at this point, and that took like five minutes for us because this was one of those episodes that's seventy five percent fight. And it was really good fight. yeah, it was good fight. But yeah, uh, as the episode ends, you know, we see uh, the team by the river. They're having a little mini celebration setting off some uh, fireworks. And I dig that. I th- I think that every time the Power Rangers like beat a bad guy, they should go down to a river and set off some fireworks. I think that's just a really good just
1: like chill down. Mm-hmm. Alright. So, uh and uh Ryuji like well well Jin tells Ryuji, Hey, you know, it's okay that you think a lot sometimes. Horobu and Yoko do their own thing, but there's some enemies that they won't be great at fighting, so it's good that you're there to help them out.
0: Yeah. He kind of, Gold kind of drops a little bit that he's counting on Blue to save his life when they get to hyperspace,
1: but he doesn't say why. And Blue is kind of worried with Red that, hey, something really fucked up might happen to people who go into hyperspace. Rescuing our parents might be like a more complicated prospect. Yoko's not going to like that. And Red says, I guess we'll deal with it when we deal with it, you know? I mean, we, we can't affect that any more than we are. So between eps, just in case I forget at the end, uh, during this kind of gap, we're skipping a movie, like the Go Busters like, solo movie, which is really nothing. It's just like, it's just an episode, effectively. um, Just a uh, long episode. Yeah, uh, not even that long. It's like 33 minutes, because the way in Japan they do it, it's like a double feature of like a really short movie and then a longer one for the Super Sentai and Kamen Rider. And I think it's... I think maybe they might swap off for who gets the longer one or the shorter one.
0: Oh, so they just got. Should we should we watch that for next time or is it is it just no? It, it's it's, it's vapor... super nothing. Okay. Yeah, the,
1: there, there's a slight amount of things that matter. Uh, so I'm just uh, on Discord. I'm sending you the only three images that really matter. Um, okay. So. You, oh see?
0: well, there's a there's a frog. There's
1: a frog mech. Wait a minute. Oh, they get a new mech. Uh, it, it's not really, uh, it's not really important. Like, I think maybe it shows, like, one minor cameo later on. I'm only showing the frog so that I can show off the other image of, like, when the frog becomes part of the cockpit. Like, the way it, it shows the control sticks inside of the legs get flipped on the side. It just looked kind of weird to me. Oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah.
0: Is there a Green Ranger? Like, there is a conspicuous lack of a Green Ranger in Go Busters.
1: Nope, there isn't.
0: Oh. Okay, they just, uh, they just have a Green Frog for the movie.
1: Yep, yeah. and the other thing to keep in mind is that during the fight, like at a moment, uh, Enter does pull out his own personal mech, uh, the Epsilon, which is the devil-looking one I sent you.
0: I see, so Enter has a mech.
1: Yep, yeah. it it can fly, it has a uh, sword thing that can also shoot out energy, energy blasts. It's, it's pretty tough. Okay, okay. Alright, so now I know. Yep, yeah. and will surely have forgotten by the time it matters, but now I can say that I showed you.
0: Yep, 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 yep. You can remind me and I could be awkwardly like, oh yeah, that right. Or more likely I could be like, what? You never showed that to me. Anyway, on to episode 26. Yes. Uh, so as the episode begins, uh, we see the uh, girl assistant kind of running up to yellow, uh, holding out like a nice fancy looking uh, uh, pencil and she says, "Hey, uh, Red, Red dropped this earlier. Can you take this and give it to him?" Uh, Yellow asks why she can't do it, and you know, the assistant says that she's pretty intimidated by him, and he's very sharp. Whenever they talk,
1: yep, Red, Red is pretty rude, which, like, by Japanese standards, is like a minor superpower. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yellow does encourage him to, or, uh, encourage her to, you know, just have the conversation, give it back, uh, herself. He's not that scary once you get to know him.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of scary, uh, Enter has gone
0: back to school. Yes. He's cosplaying as an elementary teacher in a completely empty room. Uh, he picks up a racer to transform it. Uh, except it doesn't. And he's very confused by this. And he's, oh, well, I,
1: I guess it didn't work. Well, the big one's coming soon. So he doesn't really care. He he just throws it off into the corner of the room and walks away. But uh, as it goes to credits, uh, the eraser pops up and pops out a little head and says, "Boss." <laughs> so let's just let's just get this out up front.
0: The eraser is so fucking adorable, and like you know, uh, I finished the episodes like about ten minutes before you did, and so I was been spending the last 10 minutes like you know searching the internet to see if there's like minifigs or something of this eraser is there's anything on thingiverse anything at all like and and nothing nothing which is such a goddamn shame
1: i mean it shouldn't be too hard to model because literally the whole design of the costume is a big rectangular eraser with little doodly arms and feet popping out
0: oh yeah i could whip one of those up in like you know five minutes with like my bits box And, um, a micro USB, like finding a micro USB cord would be the hardest thing right now. (laughs) Like, I'm sure I have (laughs) one in the house, but...
1: He has one hand and one little micro USB slot. (laughs) Yup. Which he uses to great effect. Uh, post credits, we, at the base, oh, they got an energy reading, so everybody go out to, to, uh, check, to check it. And, uh, the, the base girl does go up to Red to try to offer the pencil, Mm -hmm but, like, kind of hesitates and has a whole fantasy about her giving him the pencil and him yelling at her because they're in the middle of a mission, and thereby, like, in hesitation, waits even longer, and she's just very awkward.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so we'll get back to that later. Um, at the school, uh, Enter, uh, Enter is uh, leaving, you know, just walking out, uh, whistling a jaunty tune, the rangers confront him, and they're like, ha, there you are, where's the droid? And he says, oh, it f- uh, I'm not telling you. Nope. 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 <laughs> Can't get like anything pop, from me.
1: Just makes, like, popping noises to fill some time. He's like, well, you know, I got a really great Megazord this time. It's gonna kill all of you.
0: Yep. 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 Just focus on that. Focus on your impending death.
1: And meanwhile, the, the Eraser had ran over is hiding behind the corner and being like, boss, you, you're talking about the Rangers. Uh. Uh, Gold and Silver show up and Menace enter a little bit, but he, he just teleports out because, uh, he- he probably doesn't think he could beat all five of them, and even if it's not really much of a risk to him, it, it might be. And also, it's an entertainment expenditure, so whatever. He's, he's not very
0: a efficient. Like he he has efficient use of time this week. He has already achieved his job, and that that is summoning a big mech to fight that uh, you know has a super special power that we will figure out later.
1: Alright, So they'll keep they'll keep searching the region for the meteoroid, but they got to focus on the Megazord, so everybody heads back to base.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the bots, like, uh, the the bunny bots had uh, been going be- to give some chocolate to Yoko, but as he goes up, he kind of forgets what he was talking about. Mm-hmm.
0: All the buddy roids are kind of confused, like uh, almost like their memory is uh, a little bit faulty. And then the assistant, she's trying to conduct a scan on the incoming bot. Uh, 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 metaroids to see, like, what t- type it is, like, how they can fight it.
1: But then her system just goes blank. Hmm. Yeah. And and it, they're not sure what's going on, but also all the security cameras are being shut off. And they're not quite as concerned about this as I feel like they should be. They really should be
0: concerned about that. <laughs> like, do-do-do-do-do, secret military base. Well, all our security cameras are one by one going out. Nothing sus about that. Hmm. It's like... <laughs> It's like a yep. security office in a Metal Gear Solid game, like you know, like <laughs> an ex. A question mark appears above head, but then you stay hidden for five seconds and it just goes away.
1: What was that noise? Huh? Probably nothing. That, yeah, walks probably over nothing. dead body, but it wasn't nothing. The eraser droid it it hitched a ride on Hiro's shirt, and now it's running around very cutely, like jumping into machines and erasing little bits of data.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, this eraser is going places, Harry.
1: Yeah, and he wants to go other places because he he's doing so well. He has a fantasy about Enter picking him up and lovingly caressing him and saying, "You're such a great Metroid," and then they kiss. <laughs> yeah, they really do kiss. That's not us like joking.
0: Well, I uh, I didn't read it as like a passionate kiss, more like a you know a parental kiss on like the head of a child.
1: I, okay, read it how you want. Like <laughs> a. Let, uh, let's face it, this this robot wants to make out with Enter. And you know what? I don't blame him. I mean, yes, Enter's hot.
0: Enter is very hot. <laughs> but uh, let's get back to the fight. So uh, they all get into their mechs, and they're just kind of standing around awkwardly, like, hey, where's the countdown? And the assistant, all she can kind of say is, ah, uh, it it
1: died. Has it showed up yet? And it has. It drops out of the air. It's a gamma type. And it starts bopping each of the machines with a big, like, eraser club. Which doesn't seem to do much physical damage. But there is a
0: bright flash of blue light and just a a subtle sound effect of just, like, bop, bop,
1: in the nose. (laughs) They boop the snoot on all the mechs. So they're fine, and it's a gamma type, which is tough, so they're going to combine to fight it. Except when they try to combine, they can't, because the combination sequence has been erased from their mechs.
0: Yep. Yep, and uh, then a couple more get hit, and they realize, holy crap, that the eraser that it's hitting us with is deleting our system data. That last hit, it just deleted our animal forms. We're stuck
1: in the solid form. Yeah, red manages to dodge, but because uh blue his uh his mech is a giant lumbering gorilla and a giant lumbering truck, he gets hit more and more, and his little buddy right inside starts like forgetting his name, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a real bad look. Like, you know, that's an effective weapon against a tank class.
1: Uh, and enter he's off to the side, just relishing because, you know, they're a lot weakened. So it'd be really terrible if the Gamble was also hiding one of the Deltas that rips its way out and starts screaming.
0: Yep, which it does. And so the heroes are in legit trouble at this point. Uh, Gold and Silver
1: show up? Mm-hmm. Uh. The Rangers try to yell a warning, but Gold just charges in and gets hit a couple times, and then they can't combine.
0: They try to combine, like, the jet breaks apart to, you know, attach itself to Gold's mech, and then just unceremoniously crumples on the ground. So he
1: has to, to, I guess, drag his jet back together and fly away. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Back to the base, like, uh, all the assistants, they're panicking at this point, because, like, so the mechs had their data uh, deleted, and uh, inside the base itself, like, their hard drive, like, all the backups, everything is gone. Every piece of data deleted for this. So yeah, they it, cannot, they cannot upload, they cannot get the mechs to combine.
1: Yeah. Uh, and as they're trying to figure out something to do, like, none of the rangers really have an idea, Commander doesn't know, but uh, the, the base girl mm-hmm. uh, races ahead, Charlie says, I mean, maybe we have a plan, because... In theory, we could just swap the mechs from automatic over to manual. And Mm -hmm. everyone freaks out because there was like a couple episode arc of learning how to do this in automatic mode.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow, you know, points that out like, hey, we had a hard enough time with automatic and you want us to like learn how to drive stick in the middle of a fight. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like learning how to drive stick on a highway chase with the police. Yep. Who are uh, actively shooting at you, but so
0: they the don't Florida really police. have. A, yeah,
1: they don't really have a better plan. <laughs> so she, the the two uh, base helpers, kind of have to just whip out some textbooks and start working out like on paper with pencil how to get these machines to rip each other apart and come back together into one bigger one.
0: Yep, they have to do it manually, and like so, the apparently uh, this is the male assistant specialty because he like. Uh, he puts on a bandana. He takes a breath, and then he just starts whipping through the paper, just super fast.
1: Yeah, gold. He's he's holding off the gamma, but he keeps getting hit. Now he can't do the arm extending thing anymore. Like he's losing abilities the longer this goes.
0: Uh, so they're they're in a bad state. Uh, it's at this point that Silver, uh, you know, uh, just kind of offhandedly is making fun of Red, saying, uh, "You're so dumb. You didn't even notice the eraser mech that was hanging on your back as you went back to base."
1: It was like, oh, god damn it, god damn it, Jay, why didn't you mention this? <laughs> well, he he doesn't care about anything about himself.
0: Nope, he is an egoist.
1: Very true to character. Red is freaking out. He's saying, like, like, hey, hey, Morshida, like, any news? Come on, we really got to, got to do this. And after some prodding, she eventually slaps a fist on her desk and says, hey, my job is hard too. I'm trying to figure out some shit. Shut up. And he does. Um, and then they, uh, mentioned, like, hey, uh,
0: there, there's an infiltrator at the base. It's disguised as an eraser.
1: And, uh, Marshida, is that her name? I, I forget if that's, it's Nakamura. Oh, I think she's Nakamura. It's Nakamura and Marushita. I forget which one's which, honestly.
0: Okay, so the female assistant, uh, she realizes, wait, I was literally just using an eraser on this paper to, like, uh, <laughs> to correct <laughs> was, was a mistake. it
1: was and it was making a screaming noise as I did it. I thought that was weird, but I just moved on. Yep.
0: I mean, erasers sometimes scream, right? You know, as you're, like, rubbing their face off.
1: Yeah, but as she looks over, they usually don't run over to another computer and jab a micro-USB into the side.
0: hmm And so now we get to see the commander one v one
1: an eraser. Yeah. Oh, and this is also a fun time to mention. It's not, like, a big deal, but uh, the, the actor who portrays the commander, he... Uh, did a citizen's arrest that a guy who was like peeping on a bunch of high school girls at one moment. Really? Yeah, around this time. It's just like a thing, you know, you know, there's sometimes actors getting controversies, but he actually did a good thing. So good for him. Yay.
0: (laughs) So yeah, um, the eraser, it actually fires a beam at the assistant and tries to kill her. uh, But the commander blocks it with a mop. Apparently a block that is like uh, uh, a mop that has a handle made of adamantium.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I think the beam isn't very strong. It's like just a tiny little laser. Yeah, it is an eraser. Like, at the
0: end of the day, this is a tiny little eraser.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, so they, to last a little bit longer in the Megazord fight, Jay decides to take his jet apart and combine with Ace to form a new mech, uh, a Steg Custom. Uh, which is,
0: like, you know, a slightly up-powered, uh, version, uh, of Red. It's not, like, uh, it's not as strong as any of the other big ones, but it's a nice, like, midway step transformation. And because this is the first time they're doing it, the data is fresh, and so they are able to combine. Yeah, and it can fly.
1: It's a nice little thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, with this form, they are able to kill the Delta mech. Uh, because, you know, they've appeared a few times and so are now back to the regular power curve. Uh... But the uh, they do still need to combine to finish off the, uh, the other mech. And so the assistants, as the commander is just dueling this eraser with a mop, just like slapping the ground and just having... The actor must have been having just like a really fun day, just like pantomiming, just
1: fighting this little thing on the ground. And so the eraser, he's cornered, so he decides to take a risk. So he jumps up and smacks against the commander's head. and uh uh-oh it's realized it has ant man's strength because it's so tiny because it actually knocks him out
0: uh and so like the uh male assistant uh uh goes next to try and fight this tiny little eraser uh while the female assistant stays behind to do the countdown like they have completed their calculations for the transformation and so she walks them through the process
1: calling out lots of lots of directions you know lots of like xyz coordinates in different spaces as the machines are like kind of spinning for a while just trying to to become the megazord
0: yeah gold and silver are desperately holding off the last mech uh while they are completing this transformation
1: yeah it's a silly episode but it's also one that leads more into like the real limitations of having actual machines for megazords
0: yeah 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 like I, i i hesitate to uh appreciate the realism of this episode but uh I guess on a comparative scale.
1: It's greatest at establishing stakes, which is the important thing.
0: Yes, yes. It it it, it adheres to the rules of the universe as they are prescribed. And I love I, I love it when shows adhere to their own rules and they like and they lean into them and they use them as like storytelling constraints.
1: So they slap together the big megazord and very quickly take out the gamma.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, the the standard Big Mac, so, like, two moves and it dies.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the run back to base, where, uh, the- the girl assistant is cornered by the eraser.
0: Yes, uh, the eraser has proceeded to knock out the male assistant now, so it is just her. She pulls out a pencil to defend herself, but it's coming in to shoot her and murder her.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, at the last moment, Hiromu runs in and shoots it out of the air
0: yep 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 a very dramatic like the door is opening a gun appears and he just fires a single shot and just takes out the eraser which explodes in this tiny little mushroom cloud
1: no boss (laughs) (sighs) Uh and then uh so some time passes they have got the other backups i guess and have reconnected the stuff in the home base everybody's back to normal
0: oh yeah yeah every system
1: has to have like remote backups yeah, well, every system should have remote backups. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't be certain. And the uh, the girl assistant, having got some confidence, goes up to Hirambo and says, "Hey, you dropped this pencil. Here you go." Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he is very gracious, and then he says, <laughs> he mentions that he is very intimidated by her.
1: Yeah, like she she pushed back, and he's not used to that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Uh it's very awkward, but hey, it's. Uh, kind of adorable, and a nice cap on a really adorable fun episode. You
1: know, it's... uh...
0: I I loved, like, this is some really complicated action going on. Like, you know, we have small fight going on simultaneously with big fight. Like, people on the ground are coordinating with, like, a a transformations. It's... It's layered. It's...
1: It's a very tight script. Yep. This is... It's it shows the potential that other series just don't do for their own reasons. Um yeah. uh, I mean I guess it's harder to write, but uh like I really wish more tokushins would have a thing where you don't just kill the monster and it gets bigger than you fight again. Like the ability to flip that script around. Mm-hmm. Like I know we haven't had a great chance with Ultraman, but that was not the problem with the with the monsters there.
0: No, it really wasn't. <sighs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I, uh, two, uh, one really, really good up and another, uh, very solid up.
1: We, we blazed through them, but these are two good ups.
0: Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I think the
1: next two are also pretty good.
0: It, I don't know. Like it, it does feel like they're entering like, uh, the end of act two perhaps, or uh, approaching end game on act two. So we're going to be seeing some like, uh, story developments coming a little bit fast and furious.
1: Mm -hmm. i I know there's some stuff that pops up in 28 but i forget what goes on with 27
0: but hey we'll we'll find out
1: yeah we'll find that out uh but what are we going to do before we find that out we're going to keep dancing everyone we
0: are going to keep dancing